Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. And and one of the things about being healthy, of course, is eating healthy. Uh, but now that we are in a society of things moving faster, people wanting things quicker, and technology really bringing us all different types of avenues to receive our nutrition, one of the bigger things that I am faced with all the time um, by members and people that follow um, my program is the question of protein and protein supplements. Now, there's a difference between protein, uh, lean meats, and your cheeses, and nuts, and, and all of your whole foods, and a difference between protein supplements. Um, and I've done a couple shows on protein bars, but I haven't really touched upon protein shakes um, and protein powders. And um, I, I had a new member sign up the other day, and uh, I, I do have my recommended uh, powders that I that I tend to to pan out to people that I like the best. But she made a comment that she was at a local store and was completely overwhelmed by the different choices of protein powders. And uh, I, I took a second to kind of step back and think, you know, she is right. Um, when you are used to taking in protein powder and you understand what it is, um, not a problem. But if you are new to this um, or if you're somebody that just grabbed a suggested protein powder and you have no idea what you're taking in, um, I think it is a really good idea to educate everybody on the different types of protein powders that are out there. And are they necessary? Um, and at what point do you need them? How much do you need? When should you take them in? Uh, and the list goes on. So many people actually uh, don't consider a workout complete until they have gulped down a protein shake. <laughs> but you know, that wasn't always the case. Protein packed drinks were once only seen in the meaty clutches at the gyms of bodybuilders. And regular gym type people uh, that just went to the gym to work out really just stuck with a banana and maybe a apple with some peanut butter. Um, but today's gym goers have fully embraced the protein shake. Um, but how many and how exactly um, should you be implementing this into into your diet. Um, you can now go to a gas station and find them. Um, you can find them at any uh, quick CVS Walgreens. So, so how do we know uh, information on drinkable protein supplements? So I decided to put together a show to help 
educate you and give you all the information that is needed. So first off, what is a protein shake? The classic shake is a few spoonfuls of protein powder mixed with water or milk. But the increasingly popular uh, protein-packed liquids means that there are far more options available. Most boutiques and gyms or studios will sell protein shakes or smoothies that are generally a little bit more loaded um, than just the protein powder. And again, this is where you have to be careful because the more we put in, the more calories, the more fat, the more sugar. And certainly by adding fruit, um, you are going to increase the amount of sugar that you are putting into your shake. So really, really careful with that because we don't want to um, uh, take away all of the, the hard work that we've put in at the gym by um, drinking a smoothie that has triple the calories. Um, you can also buy ready-made protein shakes. Uh, like I just said, you can get them at supermarkets, you can get them at um, CVS, 7-Eleven, I've seen them at gas stations. But again, you should always look at two things. One, the protein, two, the sugars. Um, and of course, there's more to look at, but those are the very first two things you want to look at. Because if you pick one up and it is less than 20 grams of protein, um, then I'm telling you right now, it is not a good choice. Um, if you pick one up and it is more than five grams of sugar, again, put it back because it is not a good choice. So so with the increasingly um, amount of, of popularity that we have with all of these shakes, we're also going to have uh, a lot of companies that are going to put out shakes that are going to taste really, really good, um, but at your expense. So what is the point of protein shakes? Well, they're simply a convenient way to intake your protein. Um, this is needed for muscle growth. This is needed for muscle repair, muscle recovery, and it is a, a great host for other bodily functions. Protein plays an essential role in muscle growth, as you know, but you don't have to take it in in shake form. Uh, doing a protein shake is no different than eating an omelet. Uh, protein is protein. The difference between eating the food form and the shake form is the shake form is a lot more convenient. Um, it is something you could put in a bottle, you could shake it up. Uh, like I said, you could purchase it at a store. Um, and sometimes you just don't have time to sit down and make an omelet or eat a uh, can of tuna fish. So, so increasing the amount of protein by including a protein shake is a really valuable way. So the question is, is it better to get protein from food? Um, and, and I'm faced with this all the time. Well, no matter what your aim is, protein shakes should first off be the right type. So if you are grabbing the wrong kind of protein shake, um, for example, you're grabbing one that doesn't have a lot of protein um, and has a lot of sugar, um, then for sure, food is going to be better for you. Um, but on the flip side, if you are somebody that's going to skip a meal, um, or stop at a drive-thru to grab something that is not good for you, or grab some cheese and crackers that has virtually no protein, um, then having a protein shake for sure is going to be better for you. So it really just depends on you and your lifestyle. But uh, I do need a warn um, that getting into the habit of only 
um, drinking protein shakes can be a dangerous one. Um, oftentimes when we get into weight loss programs, we fly that high of losing weight and it's just really easy to cut those corners and start implementing shakes instead of food. Um, and it is, it's an easy thing to fall into. However, um, it is an impossible thing to sustain. So be real careful with the, uh, the habit forming um, when you are taking in these protein shakes, because if it's something that you're going to do and not learn how to develop the right habits of taking three minutes to put together a, a bowl of yogurt with uh, berries or a, a sandwich that has chicken on it, then um, you are not doing yourself an injustice. So are protein shakes good for weight loss? Um, well, here we go again. It really just depends. Um, if you think that you are going to drink protein shakes and miraculously lose weight just from drinking protein shakes, um, that is not going to work. Uh, what will cause the weight loss is the fact that you're not consuming anything else. So be really, really clear with yourself when you stop and think that protein shakes are going to be the reason that you're losing weight. Um, and basically what I'm saying here is uh, implementing a protein shake in with your day is no different than implementing a snack that has the right amount of protein. So it's kind of just a, a more convenient way um, to, to take it in. Um, so, so the next question is, when should you uh, take in a protein shake? When is the best time? Uh, to consume this. Because as we all know, um, back to the beginning of the show, I talked about the bodybuilders that um, you you know can see in the cliche ads of, of being at the gym, holding onto their protein shakers and just tossing down these shakes immediately after they, they work out. And that is not necessarily uh, the way that your body needs it to be. Um, of course, after a workout, your body is depleted um, of, of energy and nutrients it does need to be recovered. So uh, giving yourself protein immediately after uh, a workout is uh, an advantage. However, it is not uh, mandatory. Um, years ago, I'm taking myself way back uh, to pre-protein shakes. Um, the big thing to drink after a run was chocolate milk. Um, they would push chocolate milk, chocolate milk. And the reason for that was because it had protein in it. Um, and so, so you want to uh, repair and replenish what you've burned. But again, you want to be really careful by not overdoing it uh, and adding a shake that has tons of peanut butter and fruit and uh, making it a whole Sunday, Sunday fiasco. <laughs> so is it safe to have more than one protein shake a day? Um, well, it depends on your training level. Um, you really should keep your protein levels per day uh, at a range that is uh, in comparison to your weight. And there's a bunch of different formulas uh, that, you, that you should follow, but it is approximately uh, a half of a, a gram of protein uh, per pound of body weight that you, your body essentially needs. Now, if you're somebody that's active, uh, then it can go up to a full gram of protein per body weight. Um, and then if you are somebody that wants to build muscle, it can go up even higher. But what you do need to know is your body cannot um, consume, it will not 
absorb more than 40 grams of protein at once. So if you're making a protein shake and you're filling it up with the scooper and you're noticing that uh, you're adding milk, which has protein, and you're adding protein powder that has protein, and you're adding other things that have protein, um, and now your shake is over 40 grams of protein, um, your body is not going to digest it. It's just going to dissolve it, and it's it's basically a, a waste. So you want to keep each uh, portion at 40 grams or less. Um, and there's a lot of supplements that people are putting into their shakes. Um, people are making their shakes with bone broth, um, which has protein. Um, people are putting collagen peptides into their shakes, which has protein. So you really want to make sure you are uh, calculating the amount of protein that each shake is taking in. Um, and, and with that being um, uh, said, there are some downsides to using protein shakes, and I definitely want to uh, to address those. Um, there, there aren't any considerable risks in these protein powders, but supplements typically do contain a lot of added ingredients, which might not always be desirable. And really, this just depends on what brand of protein powder you select to take in. Um, I can tell you right now, if you go on uh, Amazon or you go on any, uh, any site and look at the ingredients of these protein powders, you're gonna see a lot of words you don't understand. And so with that, you have to always remember, um, you are taking in uh, some things that might not uh, be good for your body. And I don't mean anything that's gonna be toxic, but some things that might cause uh, laxative effects, some things that might cause upset stomachs, um, some things that might cause um, headaches. And the headache piece um, mainly would come from artificial sweeteners. And the protein powders are commonly sweetened with artificial sweeteners. Um, if you notice, most of them don't contain carbohydrates and are very low in sugar, um, but yet, interestingly, they're sweet. Um, so you want to make sure you keep an eye, um, a very close eye on the ingredient list of the supplements. Um, obviously, if you're somebody that is an elite athlete and you're competing um, at a very, very high level, um, you should look into uh, a protein supplement that has uh, as minimal um, additives and preservatives as possible because you're taking it in um, uh, quite regularly. And with that being said, it's perfectly safe for children to consume uh, protein powder. Um, I have a lot of recipes uh, that I share with my uh, with my group and my program where you can take the protein powder and use it to make muffins, use it to make puddings, use it to make ice creams. And those are perfectly safe. But again, um, uh, everything in moderation. We don't want to take in too much of anything. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I am talking about protein shakes, protein powders, and the best ones out there. So what are the best ones out there? Um, well, I have definitely tested a vast range of protein powders uh, in, in my life, and I can tell you that years ago, um, they did taste like cardboard. Um, now, uh, they, they're amazing. They taste really, really good. But I want you to know that over the years, um, things have also changed on the market, and there are different types of proteins that are used 
um, when creating these protein powders. Um, the, the main ones are whey and casein. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But then there's other ones that are uh, isolates. They are soy. There's egg. Um, there's plant-based. Um, and the list goes on. Uh, so you might not know which one is best for you. Uh, so first off, if you are not allergic to milk and you don't have a problem with dairy, um, whey is typically the best choice to make for your daytime uh, protein powder. And most of them are, are made out of whey. And this is spelled with a W-H-E-Y. Um, and so I want to kind of explain how this process works. And I, and I always uh, go right back to the, to the uh, childhood tale of Little Miss Muffet who sat on her tuffet. Um, and this usually will help people understand. So when Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet, eating her curds and whey, um, we don't really know what, what that is. So I'm going to kind of explain it. Um, when you make cheese, uh, any really byproduct of milk, um, it, it's going to curdle. Um, and you guys have all heard of cheesecloth, right? Well, when cheese uh, processes and when it, it curdles, it separates. And we have two different byproducts of, of milk. We have the whey. And we have the casein. Um, and so little Miss Muffet sat in her tuffet, um, and, and hers were, were separating. She had her whey, which was the liquid form, and she had the casein, which was kind of a yogurty, cottage cheesy, thicker um, form of this milk byproduct. Um, and so these are exactly the same exact things that you're taking in um, when you are consuming whey protein um, and when you're consuming casein protein. Now, with that being said, the two are quite different. Um, they have different properties, uh, they have different benefits, and they do different things. And on that note, uh, some people that have a milk allergy um, might be allergic to whey, but not casein. Um, and vice versa. So if you're somebody that uh, is a little sensitive to milk, but you're not quite sure, um, you might be able to drink milk, but not have cheese. Um, and again, it's just the differences in the, the two types of, of milk byproducts. So back to the whey and the casein. Um, the, the second most popular type of protein powder out there is casein. And uh, this is the thicker form that Little Miss Muffet was eating. It's the thicker form um, that is more pudding-like. Now, in powder form, it looks like powder. But when you mix it with uh, water, it is going to have a little bit different of a consistency. Um, it's still going to be a shake, but if you were to make it with just a little water, um, it would almost congeal. It would have almost a thicker texture, much like cottage cheese does um, because it is the same type of milk byproduct. Now, what are the benefits? Um, well, first off, whey protein um, seems to uh, dissolve faster in your body. Um, it has a quicker uh, response to digestion. So if you are working out, you're during the day, you're out and about, you want to drink uh, a protein supplement that is made with whey. Um, it is going to react instantly and supplement your body with what it needs. Um, if you are going to consume casein, the best time to con consume casein uh, is in the evening because casein uh, protein powder has a different type of response. It is like a slow release uh, pill 
um, extended release, it will extend the protein release slowly through the night. And so it has been proven that by consuming a casein product in the evening, and this does include cottage cheese, um, and it does include uh, Greek yogurt, those are caseins, you will have more benefits because your body is going to be uh, treated um, with this time release of protein uh, throughout the night. Um, so the next question is, well, can I consume casein during the day? Um, and casein tends to have a little bit different of a taste, and people do tend to like it because it is a little thicker. Um, and the answer to that is it's not going to hurt you to consume casein during the day. But that would be like taking um, a, a headache medication when you have a really bad headache, knowing that it's going to take all day to dissolve. Um, so you really wouldn't do that. Um, you want to take something that's going to take effect right away. Um, the point of the casein is that you are in a sedentary state, you're not moving, your body is not burning calories, and so therefore it should take in the protein in this different form. Um, and yes, it will help your metabolism. So if you are somebody that is trying to lose weight, having a protein shake, having a protein uh, pudding, which you can make with just a little bit of water, stirring it up with the uh, protein powder, it will congeal and make this delicious pudding that is truly out of this world. Um, it is going to provide your body with uh, the nutrients that it needs throughout the night and it will fill you up as well. All right, so touching upon some of the other protein powders out there, soy, um, and you're not gonna see a whole lot of soy out there, but it is out there, it is on the shelves, and there are a lot of benefits to soy. Um, it will reduce risk factors for cardiovascular disease. Um, it will increase bone density um, in, in uh, aged uh, individuals. But uh, soy also has been known uh, that in large doses could have negative effects, especially in postmenopausal women. Uh, so certainly check with your doctor if you are going to take in uh, the soy protein. Um, another one, again, not as popular, is egg protein. Uh, egg protein is basically protein powder made out of egg, straight up egg. So if you're somebody that uh, can't have dairy um, and you don't really want to get into the soy, uh, there are egg protein powders out there. Um, there are even companies that sell straight egg white um, that you can use uh, to make a shake. In fact, those cartons that you buy at the store that are just egg white, um, the, the clear ones, people will take those and dump them in a blender with some flavoring and make a protein uh, shake out of it. I know it sounds crazy, but if you look at the back of the, the box, it'll even give you directions on how to do it. Um, I can tell you I have not tried it myself, but um, I'm sure it works great. <laughs> so uh, keep in mind, eggs also do have healthy HDL and cholesterol um, that will generally reduce the risk of heart disease. So you are getting some other benefits along with the egg protein. Um, and then finally, the plant-based. Uh, generally, the vegan protein powders are a mix of uh, different types of proteins. Um, they include amino acids that we need. Um, there might be a little soy in there, but they're also made with a blend of rice 
and pea proteins. Um, again, there's no dairy in this. Uh, there's no egg in this. Uh, typically, there's no soy in this. So plant-based protein powders can provide uh, the right amount of protein that you need. However, if you are somebody that is not vegan, um, if you are somebody that is not allergic to any of the above uh, ingredients, uh, taking in protein powder that is plant-based um, is not going to be the most ideal um, because you're getting a little less protein and there, there's just elements in there that are not giving you the, the, the same balances as the whey ones. Um, there's going to be more carbs in it. You have your brown rice powders. You have your pea powders. There's pumpkin powders. Um, however, they are very, very healthy, and they do have an increasingly higher amount of digestive enzymes, um, which is a great and important supplement for somebody that is vegetarian or vegan. Um, but on that same note, uh, plant-based protein powders aren't as smooth um, because, again, you're taking uh, the ingredients are pea powder. Um, it is rice powder. Uh, these aren't going to be as silky um, as your other protein powders. And oftentimes I will have people that will complain about the texture of the plant-based um, protein shakes. And on final note, they don't bake as well. Um, if you think about baking with a protein powder, you're baking with something that is made of egg or made of milk. Um, and if you're baking with something of plant-based, you're basically baking with uh, rice powder and pea powder. So be really conscious of, of those things as you are selecting plant-based because plant-based is not necessarily better. Um, that is a buzzword and you should really only direct yourself that way if you are a, a plant-based individual. So I hope that this was a wealth of information for you and I hope that no matter what you decide that you select the right type of shake and that you implement it at the right time because the bottom line is you are doing this for your health and sneaking in that shake is a really quick and easy way to increase your protein. So enjoy the rest of your day. Let's go. Make no excuses now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. Let's go. Your time is running out. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done. It's about what you do. It's all about where 